Yo, bring it back. Here's what you've missed on the bright side. I'm pretty much a Lavinia sandwich this morning because hey. joining us in the studio <laughs> is Lavinia Rajaram uh, from Expedia. She's a travel expert and here to share with us some of the latest findings from Expedia's vacation deprivation report. Yeah. Ooh, what is going wow. on there? So the vacation deprivation report is something Expedia has been conducting for close to 23 years. It's mm-hmm. our longest report. Um, what we do is that we study global workforce and look at what contributes to people not wanting to take their leave mm. like you're entitled to it but I think in different countries the the general mindset of taking leave can be very stressful for people um, so you know not planning far in advance um, in the Asian culture I think we feel very guilty going on leave and so you know many Asian countries always end up in the most deprived list mm. vacation deprived list uh, Singapore I think year and year has been on that list no. um, I think back in 2020 we were the most deprived country globally oh, wow uh, we've now dropped that so we're making improvements uh, but what this study does is we go into the areas of why people are not taking their annual leave and and why are you feeling so guilty about going on leave you're entitled to it mm. um, and then it really goes in is it you know profession based um, is it like you know why do you have to leave your number in your out of office it's things like that because mm. like and then when you go on leave do you often find your Self sneaking into the bathroom and checking your emails. That means you, you're unable to switch off from work. So you're having a bit of FOMO. And all of that actually adds into you not having complete peace of mind while you're on holiday. Mm. And it builds up. It builds up. It impacts your mental state of mind. So this study looks at that and it allows brands like Expedia to then improve on what we need to do for global workforce. How can we help them really switch off and take their holidays that mm. they're entitled to. Okay. Well, I want to know the reasons, the reasons why people are being what travel deprived. What were some of the top reasons for Singapore? Do we know? We do, actually. You know, what we saw is that 58% of Singaporean adults uh, report feeling vacation deprived. Uh, this is down from 69% last year. Mm-hmm. So we are making improvements. I think COVID also contributed to people like saying like, you know what, I'm going to, no matter what, die, die, going to go on holiday. Revenge right? travel. The revenge travel. Um, and then secondly, I think COVID allowed us to also save up for mm. a holiday. Um, and so that, you know, watching everyone around the world go and have these great holidays <laughs> and put it on social media <laughs> created a bit of envy for us. So a lot of Singaporeans were like, all right, we're going to do that big holiday this year. Mm. What we're starting to see is despite um, inflation that is impacting global spending power, People are traveling and Singaporeans are traveling. They're taking longer trips. They're taking bigger holidays. They're really splurging because they've realized that experiences weigh higher than material things. Mm. And this is the new trend that we're seeing among uh, people wanting to go on holiday and more so among Singaporeans, which is such a beautiful thing, right? You're, mm. you're actually putting great importance to experiences versus material things. And that's a big shift that we've seen this year. Mm. Yeah, I think that is really, really fantastic. But what do these, you know, findings actually reveal about Singaporeans and also their desire to travel? You know, I think uh, this year's report unanimously ninety six percent feel that they deserve to take the time off. Ah. Um, like I said earlier, right? That feeling, you know, you're feeling guilty about going on holiday. But I think they've now realized, like, look, you know. Time is short. I need to spend time with my family. I need to take my family and, you know, spend these quality times doing quality things. 
Um, they uh, and, and again, like four in five Singaporean adults felt the impact of inflation. So that's 82%. That's pretty high. Mm-hmm. But they still plan and prioritize their holidays. So they want to take like fewer vacation days. Um, but they will take more frequent holidays. So you know, the long weekends that you've just enjoyed in like in the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. everyone took the opportunity to get out and you know do something. Um, and it's not about leaving the country. People are still doing staycation. Mm-hmm. People are still like you know going to maybe across the border to Johor, uh, staying at new hotels that has just emerged in um, in Singapore itself. And the hospitality industry is also taking advantage of this mm-hmm. in the sense that. That they are looking at providing better packages for you so you can get that holistic experience when you do a staycation here or when you go abroad. So I think all in all, it's a win-win solution for everyone. Uh, but ultimately, more adults are realizing the benefits of taking holidays and switching off from work. Um, it's creating better mental mindset. Mm. Um, it's also creating a more healthier workforce. When you go on holiday, naturally, you come back, you feel so refreshed. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, the study also uncovered how people at work feel very guilty like going on holiday. So that's something that we really need to fix. Mm. We need to work with the HR community to see what can we do better to ensure that we are encouraging people to take on holidays. I like that you're working with the HR community. I think it needs to start from there. Yes. Because, you know, mm. th- these are the individuals that can influence the, the, the change management mm. in the organisation. Yeah. And I think the HR com- community can support and help that. I think here at SPH Media Trust, we're definitely doing that. I see frequent reminders from our HR to clear our leave. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> We've got X amount leave balance. Please remember to clear it by end of the financial year. So that's yeah. great. All right, we'll be back with more uh, with Lavinia Rajaram from Expedia in just a little while. So off air on Facebook, we were talking about the best day to travel, when to buy your air tickets, when to travel out of Singapore and when to come back. So in general, the rule of thumb is book early if you see a good rate. Uh, With Expedia, we look at the um, tons of data. We've studied tons of data to look at the ideal, you know, window of when you should be booking. Um, So we encourage people to book your trip on a Sunday. Um, Rates are generally cheaper. You can save up to 20% if you're booking on a Sunday. Start your journey on a Thursday. Take that Friday off. Start your journey on a Thursday and return on a Monday. You're actually saving about 20-25% by doing that. The rates are slightly different. Extra shopping money. That's what I was going to say. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, hey. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, if you're looking for the better rates for flights is all always doing the overnight flights and mm. do the red eye depending mm. on where which destination you're going to you're arriving in your destination early in the morning you have the entire day ahead of you mm-hmm. so think about flight timings as well because those make a difference I really do enjoy the red eye flights actually yeah, you yeah, feel yeah. like you have the whole day you That's know you right. can go around in the daytime and do stuff and it's yeah. very peaceful on the flight because you know everyone's sleeping. sleeping it's nice and quiet I have a question how early should you start booking your your tickets you know your your plane tickets and also your hotels like you said you know book early are we talking about like six months in advance or like you know it's really hard to tell in in today's climate it's really mm-hmm. hard to give you an estimate of when you should be booking um, the advice we give every traveler is like if you see a good rate grab it sometimes closer to your travel date there might be further discounts that get added on uh, but for flights book in advance if you see a good rate grab it hotels tend to add more deals closer to the date so oh. you can play around with hotels uh, we also encourage travelers to package them because you get the package savings mm-hmm. so add your 
hotel with your flights your car rentals all in one you're actually saving a lot more and a lot of people don't realize that because they tend to go direct or want to you know feel safer booking it separately in case your travel plans change do it all in one go do it on the app when you book on the app you're already saving at least 30% if you put it in, in a package you're saving up to 20% so think about the trade-offs you're getting for extra mm. shopping money I was just going to ask you what are some of the <laughs> main benefits of actually booking a holiday through an app such as Expedia yeah so number one is you're immediately unlocking savings as a member so if you're an Expedia member you're already getting getting the member savings. Secondly, if you book on the app, you're getting the app deals. And these are deals our suppliers only give for the app because mm. they want to reward our loyal members. Mm. And you know, if you're a member of Expedia, you're already getting those loyalty benefits. So th- these are like two savings that you've already now are enjoying. Mm. And third, depending on the credit card you're using, you're also getting your credit card points mm. and you're getting Expedia points on top of it. So Ooh. you're triple dipping all the way. And we've also changed our loyalty programs. And now you get rewarded for um, the various trips that you do, right? So if you book a flight and you book a two-night hotel stay, that's already three trips. Mm. We count it as three trips. And you're unlocking greater savings for your next trip. So again, number one, sign up as a loyalty member with Expedia. We're changing our program. It's a lot more richer and meaningful now. Secondly, book on the app. You're unlocking greater savings. Um, And third, depending on which credit card you use, your card will also give you better savings. So you get your card miles, you get your air miles, you get your Expedia rewards points Mm. all in one. Triple (laughs) dipping. (laughs) I have to say in my life, I've only, you know, enjoyed some double dipping, you know, but this is triple Triple dipping. dipping. (laughs) This is triple dipping. (laughs) You don't need to think anymore. Just follow the expert advice. All right. And finally, Lavinia, what are some tips and tricks to get the best deals when we're booking a holiday? Um, look, I've shared it earlier, like um, I love using the app a lot and, and we've also now integrated ChatGPT. Um, if you're an iOS user, we have ChatGPT function on the app. So it will allow you to like plan your trip, get all the information that you need and it will start directing you to the locations. If you're planning a trip to Australia or Sydney uh, and said, all right, I've got five days, four nights, tell me what you need to do. Put it on the chat GBT. It will give you the itinerary that you need. It will give you the recommendations of hotels in the locations that you want to go to, also experiences that you want to book. So use the app to play around. Everyone's on the phones all the time when you're commuting to work. Mm -hmm. Use the app, play around, plan ahead. Um, and again, I encourage you, like, you know, if you're also booking, book on the app. Like, you're just like getting more rewards out mm. of it. So think about, don't give away money easily. So use your <laughs> rewards points because then you can unlock savings for your next trip as well. Nice. Yeah, you worked hard for your money. Don't give it away. I need to do it now. <laughs> I'm up my handphone. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Lavinia, for joining us this morning. Yeah. And of course, uh, hopefully we can all use these tips and tricks. And, you know, I learned something new about booking on Sunday, traveling on a Thursday, returning on a Monday. So yes, that's when really is good. the next Friday holiday? Oh. You better start checking our calendars. <laughs> Thanks, Lavinia. You're most welcome. It's still a Lavinia sandwich. Hey, that's the best sandwich I'm to be I'm quite reluctant in, to, to let it's Lavinia Rajaram go, actually. It's yeah. very rare. It is very rare. So, hence, we thought we'd hold you back a little while to tell us a little bit more about, you know, your relocation. You mm. were living and working here in Singapore and then you recently moved to Sydney. Wow. How's, how are you adjusting to life there? Tell us. Sydney's interesting. I think it, it's provided many trade-offs that I was looking for personally. And um, I've lived in Singapore for 12 years. I'm Malaysian. I moved to Singapore in 2011. And, and this big move, um, I, I think the one thing I was looking for was... A, a different change um, you know I've 
you know, had my permanent residency for a few years now, so I needed to put that to good use. Um, I work for an organization that gives complete support to, you know, employees who need to be based in a different location. Of course, working with my manager and having a great manager um, has, you know, has been incredibly important in my journey of moving to Sydney. Mm. Um, I've enjoyed it because it provides the space. I live close to the beach. And so these are things that I think as you get older, the different <laughs> things and needs that you want in life. So I think Sydney has been a, a great start to this next journey that I'm starting. Mm. I was going to ask you, what advice do you have for someone looking to relocate to another mm. country? I think, look, at firstly, you need to really think about how long you want to be based there? Is this a permanent move? Are you moving there for career aspirations, looking for growth? Look at what are the important factors that you want to get out of in the next few years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the advantage of living in Singapore, we've enjoyed great tropical weather here. Um, moving to a country like Sydney, now I have to experience the four seasons and we're getting like strong winds every day. So it's not, you know, it's not a complete green field. So you got to really think about that. Mm. Um, and then being a homeowner as well, like, you know, moving from staying in a condominium to being a homeowner, you got to think about the spiders, the snakes, <laughs> the insects, that especially, visit, in yeah, Australia. especially in Australia. <laughs> so it's been such a learning experience. And then I'm, I've moved to a country where generally people do things on their own. It's all a DIY community. So you got to learn how to like, you know, pick up the, the tools and do things on your own. So that's been amazing. Um, the other thing, the important thing about moving countries is also find your sense of tribe and community. Um, not look for people, you know, don't look out for the Asian communities, but also engage with your local community. Get to know your neighbours, um, you know, participate in volunteer programmes because that's a great start of how you start to meet new people, uh, but also contribute back to the community that you're staying in. It's, it's one thing I would absolutely encourage anyone moving countries. Mm. If I had a country, I would give her immediate citizenship. She's <laughs> such a model citizen. Don't you oh, think so? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I mean, I miss I miss Singapore and I miss Malaysia and I miss Asia. Like, there's so much of beauty in living in a country like Singapore, you know. And, and being back here this weekend, uh, it was nice to catch up with my friends. And of course, the food is what we miss most, right? You ask any Asian if they go abroad, what's the one thing you miss about home? The food, family, yeah. friends. Um, but you know, Sydney again is a country that you've learned. You learn so much. Um, if you're looking for that, having a little bit of work-life balance, you want the, the sense of space. You want to be close to the ocean. I think Sydney will give you that, and Australia will give you that. Mm, okay, and if you are going to Australia to Sydney, bring some layer cake. Was it? What are you missing? Pandan cake. I miss that. It's so hard to find. I think like through the seasons, like Chinese New Year came around, and I'm like, ooh, I'm like looking for all these, you know. The Cookies and, and quickly that you get here, yeah, and I couldn't find one. And you know, and then occasionally I feel like eating like some kueh, and you don't get Begawan solo there. <laughs> so I had to go on Uber Eats, and I was like looking up these places. So it's hard to find. So you gotta like really think about the sacrifice if you're a foodie, you're gonna be making, <laughs> or over time when I complain to my family about it like my aunts are like learn to make it yourself yeah, so that's the there best you, go. you can have it on demand <laughs> I gave up chiffon pandan cake for you for you <laughs> your country pandan chiffon it's oh, oh okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. okay. there you go so <laughs> learn to make it yourself yeah alright we wish you all the best Lavinia thank, thank, you, thank so you so much, much guys take care The Bright Side with Carol and Lavinia every weekday morning 6 to 10am on 1FM 91.3